Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, facilitating successful transitions for veterans and their families with job placement assistance, wellness services, and more. Locations in Colorado Springs, Pueblo, and Trinidad. Get started today at veteranscenter.org. You're listening to The Veterans Voice, presented by USAA in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services. special edition of Veterans Voice. I'm Ted Robertson, joined by a couple of very special people. One you're going to meet for the first time, another you have met before. Kim K.C. Campbell, retired Air Force Colonel, A-10 fighter pilot, author of Flying in the Face of Fear, speaker, mom, and most importantly today, a member of the board of the Special Operators Transition Foundation. And that is who we're here to talk about a big event coming up, Kim. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having us. It's a treat to have you back here. And you have a counterpart with you that you are working with uh, in what we're calling SODIF. Yeah, I'll repeat it again. Special Operators Transition Foundation. Let us welcome Angie Arias, who is the operations coordinator for SODIF. Angie, a treat to have you. You have a a great history and a great past and now a present again in Colorado. Welcome back. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having us. I appreciate it. You are very welcome. You happen to be the spouse of a member of the military who has recently retired. I am. Let's talk about that connection of yours to the military. Yeah. So um, my husband uh, was a Green Beret, served um, for 7th Group um, for about 13 years, was um, uh, before that um, just in in infantry um, soldier. And um, we moved all over the place. Uh, We started out, we were both raised here in Colorado um, and met in college. And then uh, when he joined the military, um, you know, we've been gone for 20 years and back here to make Colorado our our home again. So we're really excited to be back. But yes, he just um, retired from the military and went through the SOTA program. Um, Great transition and um, has found um, a great, great job here in Denver. So we're excited to be here. Uh, you shared that, you know, Colorado has continents. <laughs> it does. <laughs> you it started does. life in Pueblo and you wound up in Greeley and you have settled in the middle. Yeah. So I was raised in Pueblo. My husband was raised in Greeley. I went to Greeley um, for school, met Jeremy um, in college and got married and had some great kids. And we've had quite the adventure uh, in the military. It's been a great run. Do you have mini Green Beret Mies running around? No, actually, uh, <laughs> we we have three. We have three great kiddos here. Um, our oldest, Celeste, uh, she actually works for the VA in, in mental health. And um, then Eric, um, he's, he's in college right now and um, has really no interest in in the military. And then our youngest is 16 and she's a sophomore um, in high school. So we'll see about her. If, if there was anybody that was going to go into the military, it would be Maya. 
Oh, that's yeah. wonderful to hear. She sounds yeah. like she's got a good, strong spirit. She does. She oh, does. that's she's fantastic. Great. It is a treat to have you here and to become acquainted. We're going to hear from you more because we're going to have you back to Mount Carmel and introduce you to some great folks. And we will all look to form a partnership that is mutually supportive. I am really looking forward to that. Thank you so much. Let's talk about that support. Kim, yeah. uh, just a quick refresher. You spent your time over Baghdad in the air. Yes. And that then, uh, really, there was a moment uh, while you were there that had really defined you. Mm -hmm. The first conversation we had, I was so intrigued by that moment. You had a choice. You could get away from the airplane that was just shot up, or you could fly that damaged thing back to the base. You chose to uh, fly it back to the base. Yeah, life-changing for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, I spent 20 years flying the A-10 Warthog in support of our ground troops. And, um, you know, the thing is, I think with any A-10 pilot, when our ground troops are at risk, we're going to do everything that we can to go help them. And that was what happened that day is they had a call for fire. They were taking fire and we were going to do everything we could. We got low below the weather to help them out. And my airplane, unfortunately, was hit with a surface-to-air missile in the, in the course of that action. Um, but I think, again, that's what we do to support our ground troops. That we, That's what we do for our brothers and sisters in arms. And for me, now in this next chapter of my life, as I've transitioned out of the military myself, uh, I have, you know, was really kind of searching to find that passion and purpose again. And one of the things that I found was I love this idea of supporting our ground troops again, just in a very different way. And so I decided to join the board of the Special Operators Transition Foundation for much of the same reason that many people support uh, causes and beliefs, because I believe in it and I'm passionate about it. And I'm excited to give back and support our ground troops once again. Tell me about how you and Angie found each other. Uh, well, I have been on the board for um, over a year now and uh, really um, just getting involved in terms of trying to build networks and connections here in Colorado to help many of our transitioning special operators are interested in staying in Colorado because it's such a great place to live. Um, and we're looking for mentors, employers, sponsors who are willing to be part of our, our network, be part of our team to help these operators transition. Uh, and Angie has recently joined the team and uh, lives here in Colorado. And so we're, we're working together um, to really create a, a supportive network for our special operators. And truly a, a powerhouse team, all of you are, in supporting those special operators who are really a, a whole different breed, who live very, very high-risk lives with high probability they might not make it home uh, doing what they're doing. And so they deserve all of that support that we can provide them. So talk a little bit about the foundation itself and a little bit about its history. Right. So the Special Operators Transition Foundation started in 2013, and it was really just an idea uh, to help operators specifically who had, you know, who have really given so much to our country, who have sacrificed so much uh, to help them in this next chapter of their lives as they transition. We find that if we can help them in their transition, they are going to be much healthier, much happier, more resilient because they have a team to support them. Um, we're not just helping them find their career. We're doing that, but we're really helping them change their lives in terms of having a focus, having a passion, having that connection again. Uh, and so it is, it's more than just that next career. The other side of that is now we're bringing these amazing 
fellows, these amazing operators into the local community, and they have such amazing skills to share. These are these are people who know how to operate in high stress situations. These are people that know how to be calm under pressure. They can solve problems, complex problems. They know what it means to be part of a team and lead a team. And so they really add tremendous value to our community. And so we're just helping them make those connections. And they don't their tendency is to not be very visible. It's their training. Of course. Uh, they, they have always kept a low profile. Now we've got to get them networking, right. understanding how to have relationships with uh, people that will get them employment and allow them to stay here in this area and contribute as much as they do. Um, Angie, if you don't mind me addressing this one to you, having been the spouse of a Green Beret, purpose comes to mind. And if and if a special operator, a member of the Green Beret, for example, or special warfare operator like D.T. Del Toro, who we all know from the Air Force, if they lose their purpose, it's very bad news. It's very bad news. Can I, can I share a little story with you about how um, the Special Operators Transition Foundation got started? Please. And I think that will segue into, into finding purpose again. So the special operations team that was responsible for eliminating Osama bin Laden, when they came back to the United States, there was a celebratory dinner held for them. And during that dinner, um, the folks there um, said, you know, we're, we're so happy you're back. You're American heroes. But what's next for you? And many of them came in and said, we really have no idea what's next for us. Some of them had been doing the same thing in special operations since they were fresh out of high school. That's all they've ever known. And so um, to transition was very scary for them, but they were at that age and they were ready, and but they had no idea how to make that happen. And so the folks in the room said, there's no way that we can just, you know, let you guys do this on your own. And that's really how the idea of SOTIF began. And so um, what we do is in their first phase, we help them find that purpose. How do their skills translate over into um, the private sector? Um, because as Kim mentioned, they have incredible talent, incredible skills that they don't even realize that they obtained through the operations that, that they've been doing and how that translates. So um, we really do a lot of psychometric testing and executive coaching in that first phase to really help them find what is your purpose outside of the military? What are your dreams? What do you see yourself doing? And once they can grab hold of that vision, and that purpose and see that they are incredibly gifted and talented and able to contribute significantly to America's best businesses, to America's communities um, as a whole. It gives them that purpose and they can fit into those communities and they can create new relationships. Many of them have had a brotherhood with the same guys for years and years and years. To break that apart is very, very difficult. But to bring them into a community where people can wrap their arms around them and say, we want you here and we want to integrate you into our companies, 
into our community. They are the first ones that will volunteer in their communities to do great things. And uh, we found that this program has been very successful in that way. In fact, um, 96% successful. So we're very proud of that rate. Did SODIF find you or did you find SODIF? Because what's coming out of you is incredible. It, it, it's amazing passion and love for these people and wanting to see them succeed and be safe and stable in life. Yeah. So, you know, it. Uh, we, we kind of found each other. My husband was going through the program um, when when he decided to to retire, um, he he sought out the Special Operators Transition Foundation. So many of his um, uh, partners and and people that he he had served with had gone through the program and said, "When you're ready, you d- you do this." And so he did. And as he was going through the program and just kind of discovering where he fit um, into into the private sector. Um, when he would retire, it was really an incredible process for him, very enlightening um, and just transformational. Um, a job position came open and it was posted on on their social media. And he he said, Angie, he said, I really think that you should go for this. You, you're already doing most of these things. And so, um, you know, as he was retiring, I was like, no, I think I think I'll wait until we kind of settle somewhere and you retire. Um, but I just kept thinking about it. And and I saw how um, transformational this program was just in his life and all of the exciting things that he was discovering about himself outside of, of the military and the possibilities, the things that he could do, the places that he could go, the skills that he um, had from the military that were um, being discovered and and translated over into the private sector um, were huge for him. And so, of course, that had an impact on me as his wife. And so I just wrote Bobby an, an email and I said, hey, I'm interested. Um, it was quite the process. Um, I think it took about four months and I got to meet with um, Melba Holiday, who is one of our executive coaches and um, I was so nervous because I knew that <laughs> she had done all this psychometric testing with my husband. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's reading me right now. But uh, but it was really incredible just working with her just for like a few short hours. I'm like, wow, this really is um, just an incredible program. And so I really went for it. I, I wanted this position badly. And so um, in the end, I was hired and um, I'm just super passionate about what we do and the operators that we serve. We started out in 2013, 14 with four. We transitioned four out. Mm -hmm. The next year, 11. We are now up to serving. We will serve this year over 300. So, and I know that doesn't sound like a lot. Special operators are very small group. Um, of of folks that are serving in our on our military at a very um, next level at an elite level, and so that's who we service. So three hundred to to do that out of you know those fifteen thousand is huge, and we just continue to grow, and we're excited about that, and want to expand our network here in Colorado, mm-hmm. which leads us to the event. It does. That we're doing. And before yes. we get there, I just have to sidebar Kim. I bet that was yeah. the shortest interview ever. 
here comes Angie walking in the door and here's you <laughs> sitting on the team. The oh, answer I'm is just to, I'm yes, happy you're to hired. support. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh wow. Uh, that's a, a special kind of cultural competency. In other words, uh, being able to speak the language to these fellows, as you call them, who are, are, are wired very differently and help them through repurposing their purpose to get them into civilian life and be successful. Okay, now time for the big event because you've got a, a very well-known speaker of great prominence in the special operations community. And uh, you are putting an event together coming up on the 24th of August. It's an opportunity for our local community to come out to support our transitioning special operators to see what we do to help them create those connections and get a feel for the environment. These are these are operators who have potentially lived in Colorado and want to stay, and also others who have been in many places throughout the world and recognize the value that Colorado brings and want to call Colorado their home. And the event being open to the whole of the community, you're inviting people to come see, uh, come support, uh, come help. That on point, Angie? Absolutely. It's on August 24th. We are so excited to welcome George Pirro. George Pirro um, was the um, FBI lead interrogator for Saddam Hussein. Spent seven months with him, seven days a week, several hours a day, and he just shares an incredible story about um, the time that he spent with him. Um, and ultimately, we know Saddam's um, demise, and, and he did too. And so he really opens up with George, and um, I'm just so excited to uh, have him here in Colorado um, and bring him just to just to give a great talk. And, you know, George talks about his own transition. He recently transitioned from the FBI, and so he has really kind of an incredible story there as well. Again, it's going to be on Thursday, August 24th from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. It's in the Centennial area at what's called the Franciscan, which is at 6553 South Revere Parkway, again in Centennial. Uh, how does one register for the event? Yeah, so they can go to our website. It's SOTF.org. Um, again, that's SOTF.org. Just go to events. Go to Colorado is Grateful event, and there will be a ticket link there. Those of you listening know the hearts and souls of this wonderful organization for helping special operators. We hope you will head to the website. You'll see all the links. You'll see the flyer in the body of this podcast post. Kim, let's start with you, and let's close it out with your final thoughts and takeaways from today. Yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, I really appreciate one, uh, our partnership with Mount Carmel. Uh, just what a great opportunity to bring resources to people, to veterans, to our transitioning military that need it. Um, I think, you know, having served myself and now being on the other side, there's so much value when we help our military members and our veterans transition into their next chapter. Uh, and I think that's what it's about. It's about a community coming together to support our military, to support our veterans, and to help make a difference. Angie? Yeah, I just want to thank you as well for your partnership and um, just um, excited to to have this partnership with you guys um, and be able to bring some great resources to these special operators. We are really looking forward to welcoming them to Colorado helping them find their new home, and want to invite the community out to um, just wrap your arms around them, come support them, come meet them, 
um, and help them uh, reintegrate in into Colorado, which is one of the greatest states in America. So well, excited we've got to be the two here. of Thank you, you here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's what makes the state great. It, uh, a reminder again, this is, it is the Colorado is Grateful event, Thursday, August 24th from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Franciscan in Centennial. And the website, one more time, if you don't mind, Angie. S-O-T-F dot org. And that is the voice of Angie Arias, Operations Coordinator for the Special Operators Transition Foundation, along with her board member, Kim Casey Campbell. As we noted earlier, retired Air Force Colonel, A-10 fighter pilot, author of Flying in the Face of Fear, speaker, mom, so much more, but committing your after-military life to serving, supporting, and saluting those wonderful special operators, both of you. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you for everything you do. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate it. A special edition of Veterans Voice. I'm Ted Robertson. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Veterans, note a special sign-up period for PACDAC benefits that ends on September 30th, 2023. Learn more at va.gov slash PACT. You've been listening to The Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center and originates from the Optum Podcast Studio located on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The podcast channel is provided by Medicare Mentors. Computing Power is provided by Technology Partner Colorado Computer Support. Additional funding is provided by Supporting Partner The Wirenut Home Services. Veterans Voice airs on flagship station KRDL News Radio Sundays at 7.30 a.m. The podcast publishes Saturday at 8 a.m. and is available on all your favorite podcast apps.